America. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we have a few things to talk about today. Before we get into that, we have a weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1785, the Treaty of Hopewell is signed between the Confederation Congress of the United States of America and the Cherokee people. Now, on to the news. First, a prominent investment manager said global oil prices will likely exceed $100 per barrel due to Joe Biden's policies. Chief Investment Officer at Heyman Capital, Kyle Bass, said Tuesday that Biden's release of 50 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is a quick shot of morphine for a major infection. He pointed out the energy industry has been underinvested for the past seven years and excessive regulations further restrain the supply of oil. Bass also said the world consumes some 100 million barrels per day, and Biden's release of 50 million does nothing at all. Uh, you see Biden at OPEC begging them for more production, explained the investment officer. At the same time, he's saying no more interstate pipelines, no more dr uh, drilling federal lands. I get what he's saying, but you can't turn something off in an absolutist fashion overnight and flipped a switch and think you can change energy sources uh, because you believe it's a good idea. Bay said average U.S. gas prices could double this winter up to $6 a gallon, while oil prices could exceed $150 per barrel. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that and keep you guys updated. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. Because that would kind of suck. Six dollars a gallon? Jeez. Oof. Anyway. On to the next. All three men are found guilty of murder in connection with the shooting death of Ahmad Aubrey in Georgia. After deliberate, uh, deliberating around nine hours... Over two days, the judge read the jury's verdict Wednesday on a string of counts against the men. Travis uh, McMichael was found guilty on all nine charges ranging from murder to aggravated assault. Gregory McMichael was found not guilty of malice murder and guilty on all other charges, including felony murder. William Bryan uh, Jr. was found not guilty on three charges and guilty on six others including felony murder and aggravated assault. Armory was uh, shot while jogging back in February 2020, with the men claiming self-defense while performing an alleged citizen's arrest. Well, good thing. It's always good to see our justice system at work. On to the next, but sticking with that, you know, the whole justice system thing. A young boy has become the sixth person killed in the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack. According to the deceased boy's family, eight-year-old Jackson Sparks passed away Monday after being in the ICU since Sunday night. Meanwhile, the suspect made his first court appearance. Daryl Brooks Jr., 39, 
was formally charged on Tuesday with five accounts of first-degree intentional homicide. The judge also ordered Brooke, uh, Brooks be held on $5 million bond while citing his lengthy criminal record and history of bail jumping. Prosecutors say Brooks intentionally sought to hit as many people as possible Sunday when he plowed his SUV through crowds at the parade. A sixth homicide count is expected against Brooks Jr. with the passing of young Jackson Sparks. The mayor of Waukesha spoke on the aftermath of the tragic Christmas parade, saying the path to healing from the tragic incident will be a tough and long one. During a virtual conference Tuesday, Mayor Sean Riley uh, stated it's unfortunate the parade city had to proudly ho uh, the parade the city had proudly hosted for decades for both residents and visitors has now been tarnished. With the first confirmed death of a child, Riley has no doubt Brooks, uh, Brooks Jr. will be given a maximum sentence for his actions. However, Riley reiterated and stressed how difficult the healing process is going to be, especially for those who lost loved ones in the tragic incident. Despite the tragedy, Riley went on to express his gratitude for the words of encouragement coming from all over the world. That comes from us too, here at America First. We, our hearts go out to those families and lost people, and I hope you find peace. And uh, is this the terrible thing? That stuff happens all the time, and you know you try to not think about it, but happens all right on to the next let's try to bring it back cheer it up a little bit as much as you can these days astronauts recently shared their favorite aspects of thanksgiving from space on tuesday those aboard the international space station gave insight into what they love most about holiday from hanging out with family to the food the crew is expected to conduct a variety of research during their mission with the arrival of Thanksgiving Day. However, they discuss their favorite aspects of the holiday and what it means to them. For me, Thanksgiving has always been about spending time with the people I love the most, said NASA astronaut Caleb Barron. Getting together and kind of just focusing on family and friends and being together and what we're grateful for. While they are aboard the station during the holiday, the astronauts will eat packaged space food from crab bisque to roasted turkey. And for dessert, it will be blue, uh, cherry blueberry cobbler. That sounds good, except the, you know, the packaged part. But, you know, that's just how it works. If you want to see their full statement, you can find it on NASA, on their Twitter or their website. And uh, be safe up there, fellas. I mean, I doubt you guys listen to this, but, you know, be safe all the same. Next. Samsung announces plans to build a large semiconductor chip factory in Texas. The South Korean tech giant announced uh, plans to erect the $17 billion plant in Taylor, Texas on Tuesday to open the second half of 2024. 
The company said the creation of the factory would directly offer 2,000 jobs for local Texans directly and thousands more for the community soon after. Proponents of the move assert it will positively affect supply shortages and semiconductors faced worldwide. Uh, let's see. The implications of this facility extend far beyond the boundaries of Texas. It's going to impact the entire world, stated uh, Governor Greg Abbott. As you all know, we face a global shortage of semiconductor chips, and I want you to know that Texas is working with Samsung to provide long-term solutions for the world's growing chip shortage. The impact of pandemic lockdowns has well as well as more favorable competitive advantages and tax incentives in other countries has led to manufacturing slump over the past decade in the U.S. Well, hopefully that uh, helps lighten the load a little bit, gets things back a little bit back on track. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that, but it sounds like uh, we still have a couple years before that opens up, so we'll see. Next, Joe Biden is reportedly planning to reinstate 45th president's remain in Mexico policy after around 2 million illegal aliens breached the U.S. border this year. According to reports, Thursday, Biden plans to restore Donald Trump's policy as promptly as possible. Uh, Biden's officials also said illegal uh, migrants will have a chance to take the COVID-19 vaccine before being returned to Mexico. This move comes after the Remain in Mexico was upheld by the Supreme Court earlier this year while ruling that uh, the Biden administration violated federal law by trying to end the Trump-era program. Uh, Republican lawmakers have repeatedly demanded the policy be reinstated. Those to me in their totality to any rational person would suggest to me we got a crisis that we need to work on, stated Senator Tom Tillis. Uh, on the number of migrants at the border. We can debate the ethicality of the prior administration's policies, the problems that I have with some of the current policies, but I do think we need to recognize there's a problem. Earlier this week, Mexico effectively broke up a U.S. bond or U.S. bound caravan by offering migrants visas to live and work in Mexico. Well, Sounds like things are, uh, they're trying to make things better, but I uh, feel like there's still a long way to go. So. Next, a group of Democrat senators are calling for the Bureau of Prison, uh, Prisons Director Michael Car Carvajal to be replaced. In a recent statement, Senate Judiciary Democrats claim the BOP is covering up its incompetence and in, in, <clears throat> in light of the latest revelations about the alleged suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. This statement came after the New York Times reported Epstein was showing suicidal tendencies while in detention, but he also expressed a love for life. Harville Hall was appointed by former Attorney General William Barr and he can only be replaced by Merrick Garland. The calls uh, to fire the BOP director come amid mounting claims of foul play behind Epstein's death. All these weird mistakes that the BOP made, like for some reason listing Epstein's race as black, they didn't list him as a sex offender. 
all these just weird things that are really making people on Capitol Hill mad, pointed out Anders Hangstrom, a reporter for the Daily Caller. They want the chief of BOP to get fired. Uh, the New York Times report also claimed Epstein was offering investment advice to other inmates and he was left alone on the night he died. And here I just thought it was a meme going around, but they're really pushing it. Uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that. See what happens. Might have a new BOP chief. I don't know what exactly that will entail. But uh, I guess we'll find out, huh? Hello, my fellow Americans. It's me, JWR, just chiming in to tell you about our new merch line. If you go to redbubble.com and look up America First Podcast, you'll find multiple items with our logo on it. Any and all purchases will go to bettering the podcast and to some charities. But uh, yeah, just check it out. We got shirts, bags, stickers, pins, cups. But uh, anyway, again, this has been JWR from America First. And thanks for tuning in. And thank you for your support. Next, a citywide tactical alert was lifted throughout uh, a majority of Los Angeles on Saturday after the city was hit with multiple smash-and-grab robberies. Los Angeles police on, are on high alert after the city underwent at least six flash mob-style robberies on Black Friday. The Los Angeles Sheriff's Department continued looking for suspects Saturday after they said eight males barged into a Home Depot Friday night. According to officers, the group walked directly towards their pick of crowbars, sledgehammers, and other tools, clearing out the store's entire hammer section. Employees, however, said a group of up to 20 males, believed to be 15 to 20 years old, pulled up to the storefront in about 10 cars prior to the incident. One employee said the group put on ski masks and rushed towards cars parked at the end of the lot, before beginning to check the doors to see if they could gain access to them. Luis Romo then explained that once the cars wouldn't budge, the group started jogging towards the front of the store where they began stealing the product. We tried to actually stop them. We closed the front entrance, but and they put their sledgehammers up like whoever got in the way, they were going to hurt them, said Romo. Uh, police told local news outlets KCBS... This robbery was extra concerning as the tools could be used against more stores in the area. The Los Angeles Police Department later issued a tactical citywide alert after a large group robbed a Bodega, uh, Bottega Veneta in the Melrose area. Police said an unknown amount of merchandise was stolen from the high-end clothing store and that one employee was pepper sprayed. Additionally, authorities said three armed men stole a Rolex watch from a store on Melrose Avenue. The string of crimes comes as the Golden State grapples a surge in smash-and-grab robberies from large groups and the LAPD has begun boosting its patrols in high-profile shopping districts. 
Cities in California weren't the only ones struck with smash-and-grab robberies on Friday night, as such violence has seemed to pick up in several areas across the country. Safe, uh, so stay safe out there, buddy. I know it gets a little crazy over the holidays, but yeah, watch yourself. Make sure you lock everything up best you can, and uh, just protect yourselves and stay safe. Next, the holiday shopping season was back in action as people all across the country hit the stores for the best Black Friday deals. Although typically the busiest in-store shopping day of the year, Black Friday looked a little di uh, bit different this time around. Usually stores and malls become flooded with shoppers looking for the best deals on just about anything. But this year amid a new coronavirus variant on the rise and the country's supply shortages, the post-Thanksgiving holiday seemed almost normal. Previously, Black Friday was king. It was our busiest shopping day of the year. We anticipate that to be true this year as well. We anticipated that to be true this year as well. However, we did see shoppers start earlier in the season, even end of October. I think you've seen some Black Friday sales starting a couple of weeks ago, said Stephanie Cicerello, the marketing manager at Capitol Mall. While some shopping centers were seen with long lines, many stores reported decent-sized crowds and noted lines were significantly shorter than in pre-pandemic years. Additionally, with Black Friday deals starting as early as October this year, in-store and online sales were up to uh, were up 12.1% Friday morning, this according to MasterCard Spending Pulse. An American holiday known for its crazy warlike shopping experience didn't live up to its standard for those visiting the U.S. this year. I was shocked. I really thought I'll come in the morning and have to wait maybe an hour or two, which I won't wait. But when I came, which I won't wait, but when I came and got the free entry, I was really surprised, said Ronnie Amid, who was visiting from Israel. Despite Black Friday being different due to unavoidable factors like staffing shortages and a new COVID variant, the National Retail Federation said it expects overall holiday sales to grow this year. Furthermore, while things may not have been as affordable this year, many were still excited to be able to go back to stores in person to find the best bargains for the holiday season. Shopper Tammy Thorsell said this year she set out to buy from small businesses in order to help keep those stores in afloat. So yeah, I noticed that too when we went out uh, Friday. It was still pretty busy, but it wasn't as busy as you think it'd be. You know, it wasn't like it used to be where you saw like videos people trampling each other and stuff, which that's terrible. But um, that's just Black Friday. <laughs> anyway, on to the next. Joe Biden remains confident his picks for the Federal Reserve will be able to curb inflation. Uh, he recently addressed reporter questions about the potential economic effects of the new COVID variant. He said the markets crashing from the emergence of the variant doesn't worry him at all. Additionally, Biden was asked if he told the Federal Reserve to singularly focus on inflation as it continues to spiral out of control. Biden stressed his new picks 
would work hard to try and tamper inflation. I've talked to the Fed about a whole range of things, monetary policy and inflation, and I have confidence that the appointees that I've made, and I have three more, are going to reflect that concern, said Biden. This comes as the total inflation rate has reached about 6% for the year. These are among the highest rates in the world, and they have shown no sign of slowing down anytime soon. Meanwhile, as tensions near the Ukraine-Russia border rise, the Biden administration has remained silent. However, earlier this month, Biden Secretary of State Anthony Blinken assured Ukraine's uh, foreign minister that they had their back. The United States commented to Ukraine's independence, sovereignty, and t uh, territorial integrity as ironclad. It is a position that will not change. We stand with Ukraine, stated Blinken. This comes amongst a recent announcement by Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. I am surprised I said that correctly. Where he addressed on alleged groups uh, uh against his government Friday. Uh, alleged coup. D was a apostrophe E T A T. Not sure how you say that. Anyway, it was a coup against his government Friday. That the same day when reporter asked Biden how they would assist their ally, he didn't have much to say. I am concerned. Look, we support Ukraine's territorial integrity, Biden said. We support Ukraine's ability to govern themselves and we object to anything remotely approaching. Meanwhile, White House officials have continued to avoid questions regarding the crisis, and it's still unknown to what extent Biden will go to to help Ukraine. So, that's the big one. This... Hopefully, they can get control on this inflation. Otherwise, we might see another depression, which will be, you know, kind of suck. Because uh, the last one sucked. Um, but yeah, hopefully they get control on that. So prices will hopefully start returning back to normal. Uh, and hopefully we are able to avoid conflict in Ukraine. But, you know, can't do much to, there. We'll see. We'll keep you updated on all that stuff and everything we've covered uh, that needs to be updated. And, uh, yeah. That's all we have this week. Uh, thank you for listening in on today's episode. Be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date and follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c, and B-A-G, capital N. Any and all profits, including sponsor revenue and viewer donated revenue, will be donated to the Serious Fund Network for Disabled Kids. So if you do decide to donate to us, you know where your money is going. So until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR. Remember, stay informed, stay involved, keep America first. <laughs>